Hello, bingies. Welcome to Head Bingers in Charge. I'm Courtney. I'm Mackenzie, and uh, we had Halloween this past weekend, and I don't know about you, Court, but I saw a lot of TV-inspired costumes that I appreciated very much. I did as well. What was your favorite one? Well, I saw some um, some One Tree Hill characters, obviously the iconic Brooke Davis. That was a highlight for me. Um, I saw a really cool one on TikTok. These three girls did like a Rugrats thing. They did Angelica. Um, what's the heck's the doll? Cynthia. Cynthia. Yeah. That's cute. Very cute. I love a good throwback costume. Not that uh, this is a movie, but I was at a party last weekend where someone was Marty McFly. And he had like actual like high top light up Nikes that looked pretty cool. That's dope. Yeah. Love a good throwback. Yeah, I saw a lot of uh, Scooby-Doo. Of course, I saw some Derek Shepherds and Meredith Grays. Mmm, love that. I saw um, a Ross and Rachel, too. Classic. Which version of Ross and Rachel? Waitress Rachel and paleontologist Ross. Okay, I saw um, Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick. They did a couple years ago. They did the Vegas Ross and Rachel. They had the face paint. I love that. It's such yeah. a, a clever idea. Definitely. But in other news, today we're going to be talking about the start of season 18 of Grey's Anatomy. That's right. So we are four episodes in to season 18. So if you haven't seen through episode four of Grey's Anatomy, you might want to come back to this episode a little bit later. Kens, do you want to hit that spoiler alert button? It would be my pleasure, Court. All right, season 18 started off with a bang. Literally, we got fireworks going on. Fireworks? That's how the uh, the, the guy got injured. He had he, a firework blew up in his face. Oh, the guy with the face. Yes, I remember. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I watched Station 19, too, so I got to see, like, the actual firework go off, so maybe that's why. Gotcha. Yeah, I was going to say, in Grey's, it, at least in my opinion, it, that was kind of a, a backstory. It was one of the ones I wasn't really paying much attention to. Um, gotcha. I watched, you know, the full crossover event, so I, I saw all the sides. Gotcha. Well, Dr. Uh, Dr. Lynn got to scrub in on that surgery. She got um, uh, privileges and was able to scrub in and was offered the job. Um, you know, we never really heard that she, like, took it. I mean, I know Weber was kind of like, give me a chance, and she was like, okay, but then she just, like, appears in the rest of the season, but, like, they don't say anything about her. Honestly, like, I kind of forgot about her because they don't really show her that much in the other episodes, so. Yeah, I forgot about her, too, until she was like, oh, and they want me to wear a hat on the hottest day in Seattle. I was like, oh, I forgot about you. Where have you been? I think they're kind of at the point where they lost a lot of their main characters and they're trying to bring in all these other doctors, like they have Hayes and DeLuca, and now there's just, like, so many of them and they just show, like, little snippets of each one and it just, just doesn't feel the same anymore. Yeah, agreed. I think... Once upon a time, Grey's Anatomy had a very obvious hierarchy, you know? Like, Meredith's group of residents was like, oh, 
they're the main storyline here. Everyone else just kind of supports their storyline or like occasionally has a little bit of their own storyline, but like that was it. Now it's like... It's a free-for-all. Yeah, you've got like the head of every department and it's like, you're right. It's like too many doctors, too many people to keep track of and too many storylines in an episode. I think that's why they have to have, you know, these moments where like, Maggie is out of the state because, like, if they tried to add a storyline with her, too, it would just be too much, you know? She's just out of the state because she's pregnant in real life. (gasps) Stop. I know. I wonder if they're going to write that in. Oh, they have to. Or they just keep her in Boston. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Um, Until she's done. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They have been, you know... Uh, very active post-honeymoon, as they've mentioned several times, so very easy write-in. Very easy write-in. But I also know that um, I don't know how the like, you know, when they shot was how far the show was already written, you know? Like, is it an easy write-in or are they gonna try to skirt around it? Right. But I Um, think they write it in. I think they might. Yeah, that's my guess, my prediction. Yeah, I think it also depends on how long she, how far along she is with her pregnancy. I'm not sure. True, whether it's like hideable or not. Yeah. Um, but getting back to episode one, we Owen and Teddy finally got married. Yes, they did. Thank God. Yes, they did. They almost didn't because that the priest, you know, poor priest, he's a casualty. <laughs> the underwear bike ride. Yeah. Um, we got, uh, Owen's sister came back, Megan. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really disappointed to find out that her and Nathan aren't together anymore. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people were disappointed by that. Um, personally, I never had any sort of attachment to Nathan. Maybe that's just me. I kind of liked him with Meredith, and I was okay with him leaving, because I was like, oh, he's going with Megan, and they had a cute little storyline. Mm-hmm. But now, just to know, like, that whole thing was for nothing because they're not even together anymore. Right. Do you think she's, like, coming back to stay? I'm not sure. She seems to be pretty active in the show right now. Um, and a lot of people seem to like her character based on what I was, like, reading and seeing online. So I think Gray's might toy with leaving her around for a little while. I think she is, too, because if she wasn't, then they could have just said, oh, Nathan stayed back, you know? Right. The fact that they said, like, oh, we're not together anymore, that's, I think, so she can stay and they don't have to be like, where's Nathan? Right. Agreed. What about, uh, we have to talk about Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of big stuff happening for Meredith. She has a opportunity to help cure Parkinson's, potentially. That's some big stuff. Very big stuff, but if anyone can do it, Meredith Gray can do it. Yep. How, uh... How'd you feel about the big reveal of the character coming back from Meredith's past? Her mom or Addison? Neither. Nick. Oh, Nick. I was highly disappointed. I was like, who's this guy? I didn't even remember him. I did not remember him either. I literally like ran right to Twitter and was like watching clips and everyone online is like, oh my gosh, like, this is so great. They had so much chemistry. I'm like, I don't even remember him. That's, I saw like half and half, like the people that knew who he was was like, ah, they had such great chemistry. I'm glad they brought him back. And then everyone else was like, who's this guy? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. I was. I have I was... to go back and watch maybe when he was on. I don't know. Yeah, I might want to go back and watch the full episode too to see it. Because um, it's just a tough show. 18 seasons is just like so much to take in and try to remember, you know? Yeah, definitely. But you did have a, um, a good point. We saw Ellis again. We did. Just for a little bit. Yeah. But, Sounds, I mean, she's dead, so how... Yeah. It's nice know. to see her, I guess. It's good to see her. Very, In a very typical fashion, her being all like, Merida. you survived Merida. COVID and what have you done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing. You're useless. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. I think that's um, Meredith's internal monologue. She kind of feels like she's very ambitious. So I feel like she feels empty or like incomplete if she's not like, you know, trying to save the world or like taking something huge on. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love and that then, about um, her character. She brought uh, Amelia in on it. Yes, yeah, she did. She uh, took her on the trip to Minnesota. Yeah, she needs a neurosurgeon and... Amelia makes sense, you know? I think, I mean, I don't know anything about doctors in real life, but, you know, if you're going to be with the person countless hours of the day working on research and trial and error, you definitely want to be with someone that you can trust and you feel comfortable with. So I think Amelia was definitely a smart choice. Yeah, and I mean, they live together, so (laughs) they'll be able to talk about things and work whenever they need to and... Makes it easy, right? Work from home. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. What do you think about Amelia and Link? I think they're kind of done, and I'm very disappointed. Like, they ended it so weird. Yeah. I think it happened... Well, I guess it didn't really happen fast. It seems fast for, like, the beginning of a season, but we have to remember that they kind of fell apart at the end of last season. Um, But I did think it was weird. I was like... When are we going to find out why she's saying no? Um, but then when she had that conversation with Addison about how, you know, the domestic life made her, like, fall off the bandwagon. She thought about using again. Like, that to me was like, oh, well, that makes sense. And, you know, of course, I wish she would have this conversation with Link and not with Addison. Right. Um, but I also feel like Link maybe is just so blinded by that lifestyle that I don't think he would really hear her anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I just, I don't know. They, I felt like they took so long to build up this relationship and then they just kind of like, done. I thought it was going to be like one of the good ones, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to work out. Yeah, I don't think so. Especially because, um, Amelia and uh, Dr. Bartley seemed a little flirty, in my opinion. Kai? Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. I think everybody was uh, feeling that. Yeah, a little tension there. We should talk about that, too. First non-binary doctor on the show, possibly on any show. I would have to look up that uh, statistic and fact-check myself, but definitely not a lot of non-binary representation, for sure especially on, you know, a big show like Grey's Anatomy and in such a big role like being a surgeon, Mm -hmm. a neurosurgeon, right? Yeah, it's uh, definitely... A neuroscientist or something, yeah. Definitely groundbreaking. Absolutely. We love to see it. Big fan of Dr. Kai, and I really hope that they get more screen time. Yeah, I think they're going to be 
showing a lot of Minnesota now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they'll be splitting the time between Minnesota and Gray Sloan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the main story in Gray Sloan, I think, has been Weber trying to get this program back and running. Yeah, which I personally, I kind of liked. It was kind of, you know, when Weber said, just like the old days, I was like, yeah, this kind of feels like the old Grey's Anatomy, you know? Like, mm-hmm. seeing the residents struggle, and there's been a lot more surgeries and a lot less, not a lot less backstory, but I feel like there's been a lot more surgeries. Whereas, you know, obviously with COVID, we missed a lot of that when they had the COVID storyline in there. But even like, the season or two before that, I feel like the surgery started lacking. It was more about the backstories. Yeah, I agree. Um, they've been making a lot of references to the old Grays too, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was reading an article about all kinds of like Easter eggs that have appeared in like the first from like uh, previous seasons and this season. So pretty cool what they've done. I have to say, I, I really like um, Winston's character. Me too. I'm glad they brought him in. Um, we had the one storyline where he was doing the surgery for the um, transplant. Was it a kidney transplant? Mm-hmm. And we got to learn more about um, like the donor process and the transplant list, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to learn, and I mean, I'm sure this is factual information because, you know, Sean, oh, not Shonda, it's Kristen, right? Yeah. Kristen's not just going to uh, make up information for the for the show, but um, we really got to learn a lot more about um, the differences in care that black people see. Yeah. And that was like really like eye opening to me, you know, like, of course, I've heard people talk about how, you know, black people receive um, worse care because of, you know, stereotypes and just false information. But to hear that, you know, there's a test that determines whether you're on the transplant list or not. And the fact that that test is altered specifically for black people because there was this misconception that they have higher muscle mass or something like that. Right. And so, like, that lowers the number for them. Which or puts they, them it, off it the increases list. the number. Yeah, mm-hmm. which puts them off the list. And that's, like, you know, and I'm glad that they had, you know, the doctor that was like, well, that's procedure. Well, that's procedure. And, you know, he was like, well, she's not procedure. She's a patient or something like that. And it's like, and maybe it's time to change the standards or change the protocol, whatever. It was yep. like, yes, this is like all true information, you know? Yeah, I think they've been discussing topics this season that are, I mean, they always have, but they've been uh, really putting new topics forward. Definitely, which... I think is is very smart. It's very, I don't want to say trendy, but you know, it's they're topics that people are talking about right now. You know, like right. it's not issues that were from ten years ago or you know five years ago. Even these are issues that have been happening for years, but people are finally starting to talk about. And Gray's obviously wants to be a part of the conversation. Exactly. And I'm, in my opinion, definitely wants to be on, like, the right side of history, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I have to ask you your opinion about Owen Hunt, because when he uh, was talking about Leo in the Elsa costume, I was like, yes, Owen, good for you. I love to see it. Wait, but I also loved that scene with Teddy and the dad. With the hat? <laughs> <laughs> with Teddy and the dad. 
the random dad and she was like, excuse me, can I help you? You're staring at my son. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I'm staring at the costume. And she was like, I know, can you not? And he was like, yeah, I'm looking for one just like it. And she was like, oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, because that would be me as a mom. Like, if my son wanted to wear a dress or my daughter wanted to wear a suit and someone was even like looking in their direction, I'd be like, what do you want? I will fight you right now. Yeah, I thought I was glad she said something. Me too. But then it was even funnier that like the dad did not care. The dad was just like, oh, I really like that dress. We've been looking for it everywhere. Which Yeah, that was awesome. On brand, Elsa dresses are really hard to find. They're very popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I loved Owen's whole view on it. And he kind of told Teddy like, hey, he's happy. Let him do what he wants. Exactly. And I love that so much. And again, another message that is relevant right now. Like, exactly. There's a lot. Yep going on with you know gender norms and societal norms right now that you know the upcoming generation is like really into like pushing those gender norms and i love it love to see it i love leo in a elsa dress yep he looks incredible especially with the curly hair come on Mm -hmm. all right we have to talk about addison's iconic return of course she walked in like I hear you're the group that's screwing up the program. Yep. I heard you're the woman that's screwing my husband. Yep. Classic. Mm-hmm. She looks exactly the same. She does. A queen. It was very interesting to hear that, uh, you know, she went through a little bit of a dark time during COVID. I feel like that's relatable for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people um, are not meant for the inside life you know yeah i kind of like what she said when she was like some people bake bread i don't like bread (laughs) (laughs) you know it's which is true i feel like some people really thrived during quarantine they picked up hobbies or habits um but other people not so much yeah Um, i was glad to find out that she is married and has a child i know that's what she always wanted i was kind of disappointed because I'm watching Private Practice right now, and I guess that's kind of a spoiler alert because I'm assuming she gets married in the show at some point. But I'm glad they didn't really say who. Yeah. I forget that you watch Private Practice. You have a lot of a lot of insider information. Yeah, well, I, I'm, only, I'm in like season two or maybe three now, and I think there's six seasons. So I'm about halfway through, and I haven't seen Amelia in Private Practice yet, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to watch it to get more of her backstory. Um, so I'll be excited to bring that insight once I get there. Awesome. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. Um, well, I know we have bo- we have uh, two games to play today. So is there any other topic you want to touch on real quick before we jump to some games? Um, I don't think so. I think we discussed everything big. One thing, I, I'm kind of disappointed that I feel like Joe is sliding into the background and she's not as much of a predominant figure in the show. And that's disappointing. Yeah, I do agree with that. And it's always, I, I, you know, obviously we never know if it's like a character choice or a writer choice or sorry, an actor choice or a writer choice. You know, if it's like, right. You know, maybe she has side projects going on, so she doesn't want a lot of screen time or if the writers are just leaving her in the dust. Um, But I do also think it makes sense with her storyline, you know, like she's a single mom right now and also a resident right now learning an entire new specialty. So she's probably pretty overwhelmed. So I want them to do like a whole focus just on Karina and Joe doing the 
peds thing, you know? Like, I think that'd be cool. Or OB, the, not peds. The OB okay. thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. I want more Joe storyline, too. I love Joe. Uh, I think she's going to get more. I think now that Amelia and Link are done, I think there might be a Link-Joe thing. You know, if they can never just have, like, a platonic friendship in this show. It always turns into a, something more. I know. I know we talked about that before, about how we love how they're just platonic, but I feel like they're setting it up here with, you know, them both taking care of babies together. It's just, you know, they both kind of want that life, which they're making very obvious that Link wants that life and Amelia doesn't. So I'm kind of, I'm seeing the push in that direction now. Yep. But. All right, let's uh let's get into our games. Yeah, Mackenzie and I both prepared games for each other, unknowing that the other one prepared games, to be clear. But hey, that's okay. We get two games today. Happy accident. A happy accident. We get two games today. Um, and then in the middle, we're going to take a little quick little break to talk about some upcoming TV excitement, right? I mean, sort of. Not really upcoming. Oh, sorry. Current TV excitement? Not past. It's already like a show that's been done. Oh, sorry. I've been corrected. Past TV excitement. Um, But anyway, our first game is called Bamboozled. Um, It's basically two truths and a lie. So I've got some um, sentences. Um that are going to be either true or false. Two of them are going to be true, one of them is going to be false, and I'm going to try to bamboozle Mackenzie into choosing the wrong one. Ooh, so, let's see if you can get me. Yeah, with that, let's play Bamboozled. Am I going to have to pick up a Wicked Wango card? or? Yeah, you might have to pick up a Wicked Wango card. Um, I tried to start easy. Okay. Appreciate it. But we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try to get you here. Schmidt wins the Surgery Olympics and gets to perform a solo surgery. Leo wears a blue Elsa dress to daycare. Dr. David Hamilton has approval from the FDA for his study. The third one's false. That is correct. He does not have FDA approval yet. That's why he wants Meredith's face on it, so that hopefully the FDA sees it and approves it. Good job, Kens. Thank you. Next one. When the HVAC system is down, patients are at higher risk of infection. Addison's new husband is named Jack. Uh-oh. Meredith is not sleeping with Nick. Addison's new husband's name is Jack. That is correct. Do you know his actual name? No, and I don't want to know because I don't want to be spoiled for private practice. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. I won't tell you. I have it written down, but I won't tell you. Thank you. I didn't catch it before when I watched, so. Um, Maybe the the listeners, you'll have to look it up. I'm so sorry, but I I don't want to spoil private practice for Mackenzie. All right. You're two for two. Good job, Kens. Thank you. Teddy wears a pink hat for Crazy Hat Day. 
In the first episode of season 18, Meredith wears the same gray button-up shirt that she did in the very first episode. The anti-rejection meds were causing Tova's seizures. I think the first one is false. That is incorrect. Ooh. Teddy does wear a pink beanie for Crazy Hat Day. It's the last one. It's actually the second one. She wore the... Oh, it wasn't gray? It was not gray. It was white. It was white. Like cream? Oh. All right. You got me. I the did. Technicality. I got you on the technicality. I knew you were going to be like, oh, I know that that's true, but not even listen to the shirt color. It's all right. You're two for three. Two for three. Dr. Kai Bartley was a few years behind Amelia at Hopkins. Addison is performing urine. Sorry, not urine. (laughs) Addison is performing (laughs) uterine transplants as part of her clinical trial. Dr. Dan Hamilton built a state-of-the-art research center and named it the Gray Center. The first one's false. Incorrect. It's the last one. His name is Dr. David Hamilton. Oh my god, you're such a loser. (laughs) I don't know his name. Hey, he's a character on the show. He's a recurring character now. Come on. (laughs) Uh, I'm so glad I'm getting you with a couple of these. I thought you, I thought you were going to think this is easy. <laughs> it's just the little things, you know? Yep. The little details. All right, I got three more. All right. Maggie travels to Boston for her father's back surgery. Cormac's son, Austin, has been having panic attacks. Bailey doesn't trust children with scalpels. Cormac, I hate that name. Me too. Is it is it Austin? I think it is Austin because Meredith says, "How's my buddy Austin?" I think the first one's false. That is correct. Maggie actually travels to Boston for her father's hip surgery, not back surgery. <laughs> Sneaking him in there, Ken's. Yeah. Very good. That's three out of four so far. No. Yeah. Three out of five. I got two. Three out of five. Five. The new plastic surgeon is named Dr. Lin. The residents perform a record-breaking 15 lap coles in one day. Helm nicks an artery during her lap cole surgery. I think the first one is correct. I think the second one is incorrect. I think it was 15, but was it a record-breaking? It is a record-breaking, but it was actually 13. Okay. All right. Well, I got it backwards. Yeah, but, but yeah. yeah. Very good. Very good. All right. Last one. Thank you. Last one. Whew. Four out of six? Not bad. Four out of six so far. Roy undergoes surgery to have a mass removed from his lungs. Link wears a cowboy hat with a blue star for Crazy Hat Day. Grey's Anatomy is the longest-running primetime medical drama in the world. Hmm. I don't remember what hat Link was wearing and if it was a blue star. I think he was wearing a cowboy hat, but I don't know what color the star was. Um, I know something happened to Roy, but I don't know specifically. 
I think the third one's correct because you said medical drama. I know there are a couple of shows that are longer, but not, they're not necessarily medical shows. I'm going to go with the first one being incorrect. That is incorrect. <sighs> is it the second one? Grey's Anatomy is the longest running primetime medical drama in the U.S., mm-hmm. not in the world. What's the, what's the longest in the world? There's a British series called Casualty that's been running since the 80s. Wow. Yeah, I know. I messed around with that one a lot to try to get you. <laughs> but yeah, Grey's Anatomy is the longest running primetime medical drama um, in the U.S. Not the longest running medical show. I was going to hit you with that one, but then I was like, nah, she'll she'll know that General Hospital's been yeah. on a little longer. Mm-hmm. But that's technically under the soap, soap opera, opera category. Yeah. So, But I'm, uh, I'm ending with that one. So Gray's breaking records here, longest running primetime medical drama. All right, so what was I, uh, four for seven? You were indeed four for seven. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. A little over 50%. Hey, that's better than average sure (laughs) all right that was fun it was fun thanks for preparing that you're welcome i wanted to come prepared today so i have a um gonna jump into a tv show recommendation for our listeners out there tv rex with Mackenzie, my favorite segment yes uh so i wanted i didn't want to do a you know, current show or something, you know, very obvious and trending right now. So this is a show that I happened upon a few months ago. Um, It's called Timeless. It's on Hulu and it ran from 2016 to 2018. And it's a, it's a sci-fi show. It's a, a history focused sci-fi show. So I'll give you the uh, premise. When a group with nefarious intentions attempts to change the world as we know it by altering the past lucy a historian wyatt a special ops soldier and rufus a computer engineer form an unlikely partnership traveling through time to save history their riveting adventures take them to some of the world's most thrilling volatile and critical events on record including a venture to the old west a visit to the famous Chicago World Fair, and a crusade into Nazi Germany. Along the way, they cross paths with famous historical icons such as Josephine Baker, Harry Houdini, and uh, Ernest Hemingway. But every step the team takes to protect history puts everything we know at risk because changing one thing can change everything. Ooh. So it's got, you know, some time travel part to it so this guy comes in he steals a time machine and he tries to go back and change history and their job is to try and stop them and it's it's really cool to see like 21st century people dropped into deep deep history and they have to try to fit in navigate without you know google maps or anything and it's pretty cool and it's uh it's accurate history too so you learn a little bit too oh i'm not interested anymore I, I'm not a big history person either, but I really liked it. I'm just kidding. So, yeah, as I said, it's on uh, 
It's on Hulu. It stars Abigail Spencer, Matt Lanter, and Malcolm Barrett. Highly recommended by yours truly. Give me, give me two reasons why. Why should I go and watch this show right now? Sell me on it. Um, speaking, you know, from the Binger Games uh, scorecard, the visual appeal, amazing. Really good um, effects. Cost, there's so many different costumes because they go to all different kind, like all different parts of the world at different time periods. Uh, it's a it's a quick show, only two seasons, mm-hmm. two two seasons, and then they did a um, like two hour long wrap up because they got canceled after the second season. Um, but it, yeah, so it goes pretty quick. It's an easy binge. Easy binge. I watched it in like a week. Uh, good characters, interesting characters. So sounds uh does sound appealing. You got me with the visual appeal. Yeah, I know. You know, you weren't. You were never uh, into sci-fi, but Binger Games changed your mind on that, so I think you might like it. Awesome. Thanks very much for that recommendation, Kens. Greatly appreciate it. So No problem. All the listeners, definitely go check out Timeless. Is that what it was called? Timeless. Yep. On Hulu. Very good. Very good. Well, it's time to play another game. Yes, I have prepared uh, the Grey's Anatomy edition of Whose Quote Is It Anyway? Now it's my turn to put court to the test. I'm going to say a quote, and I have to, you know, pre-warn you, this isn't just from season 18. Ooh. I I just did, you know, Grey's quotes. Oh, man. So, but I did, to make it a little easier, once... I say a quote from somebody. I didn't use one of their quotes again. So each person is only said once. Okay. And I start off easy. So you ready? I didn't do like any like crazy side characters that you wouldn't know their names. I figured. I figured. All right. I got the main ones pulled up. Hit me. It's a beautiful day to save lives. Derek Shepard. Correct. Yes. Been training my whole life for this. (laughs) <laughs> oh screw beautiful i'm brilliant if you want to appease me compliment my brain that's gotta be christina yang correct i just knew it i can't even hear her saying it but i just knew it i need the day off for drinking Hmm. could be a couple people right <laughs> yeah really hmm i feel like there's not many of them that would honestly be willing to take a day off. Most of them are workaholics. Let's go with Karev. Addison Montgomery. Addison Montgomery. Mm-hmm. All right. The VJJ is undiscovered country. <laughs> the VJJ is undiscovered country. Um... Wow, these are hard. I have no idea. Um, maybe Callie? It was actually Bailey. Bailey. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I thought maybe Callie before she was with a woman for the first time. All right. Mm-hmm. That's a good guess. Thank you. Thank you. You grew up. It's a shame, an awful thing to grow up. 
The carousel never stops turning. You can never get off. That is good old Ellis Gray. Correct. Sometimes it's good to be scared. It means you still have something to lose. Um, hmm. My thought was Bailey, but maybe... Weber? Correct. Oh, yeah. It sounded like a... Wisdomist. Wisdom, yeah. It's harder to love somebody than to walk away from them. That sounds... Kind of wisdom is too. Like, it's definitely not a Karev thing. Um. Hmm. Maybe Arizona? Amelia Shepard. Amelia Shepard. That makes sense. Mm hmm. There comes a point when you have to suck it up and stop whining and start living. Mm. Meredith? Nope. It's Callie. Callie. All right. Fair enough. Maybe we could fight this thing together, like Batman and Batman. <laughs> Mark Sloan. No. Oh, man. <laughs> it was actually Link, and he said that to Amelia. Oh, okay. Interesting. Sounded like something Mark would say to Derek. Yeah. I, he was going to say, I think, Batman and Robin, but then, you know, he didn't want to call her Robin, so he's like, and Batman. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Friends are the family we choose. I feel like a lot of people in life say that. Um, Joe? It's actually Meredith. Oh, darn. Yep. All right. You can have the worst crap in the world happen to you, and you can get over it. All you got to do is survive. I feel like crap is a Karev word. <laughs> yep, that's like his favorite yeah. word. <laughs> All this crap. <laughs> yeah. I miss Karev. Old Karev, yeah, you know? Yeah, I miss him too. The Karev that would have never left his wife. Mm-hmm. I love everything about you, even the things I don't like, I love, and I want you with me. Oh, man. I'm between Teddy and Joe here, but maybe those those are both completely off. Uh, but I'll go with, or maybe Owen, no. I'm going to go with my gut and go with Teddy. It's actually Jackson Avery. Jesus. To April Kepner. Oh, uh, that makes sense. I knew it was one of, like, the tragic love stories. <laughs> like Owen and Teddy or Joe was, and Karev. That's a good guess. Thank you. McDreamy is doing the McNasty with the McHottie? That McBastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an old school one. Yeah. McDreamy. McNasty. McBastard. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, I have no idea. Um, Arizona? It's actually George O'Malley. Ah. Uh, He's talking to uh, 
Meredith and it was when her and Christina weren't talking so he's pretending to be like his her Christina got it you're right dang yep I'm a freaking warrior queen Arizona one of these has to be Arizona it's actually Joe Jesus <laughs> these are hard these are hard I'm losing track of which ones I've said already and which ones I've just guessed incorrectly <laughs> I'll just keep saying Arizona until it's right. When I find a puzzle, it's very hard for me to put it down. Maggie Pierce. Correct. Knew that one. Thank you. Yep. Just because people do horrible things, it doesn't always mean they're horrible people. Owen? Izzy Stevens. Izzy. I love Izzy. I've had to give up things, but what I've learned is that I don't need much. I don't need much to be happy. Hmm. DeLuca? This is your Arizona. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm mad now. All right, I got a, a few more. All right, hit me. You have to go back to the beginning to understand the end. These are all very wisdomous quotes. I think that's why I picked them. <laughs> yeah. Have to go back to the beginning to understand the end. Um, Doctor Burke. Now this one was Teddy. Teddy. Oyve. The future is the home of our deepest fears and our wildest hopes. April Kepner. Owen Hunt. Oh my god. Alright, last one. You got this I was, one. I'm getting to the point where I only have like three people left, so I'm just using process of elimination. You, you got this one. We're hot doctors with babies. People are gonna stare. Oh, that's Mark Sloan. Mm-hmm. Okay, alright. I was gonna say, there's really, like on that last one, I was like, there's really only Mark, Owen, and April left, like, <laughs> and maybe Lexi Gray, but like, oh my gosh. How was it? I think I got six or seven right. Yeah, not bad, considering it was like, you know, all of Grey's, just complete random. Yeah, that was uh, that was tougher than I thought it was going to be. But very good. That was fun. Thanks. Glad you enjoyed it. Really, yeah, it really uh, challenged me there. You know, I love a challenge. Mm-hmm. But um, Grey's Anatomy, um, episode five airs next thursday november 11th all right court let's make a prediction right now is this the last uh, season of grace i think it might be i don't know i feel like i saw an interview with um ellen pompeo and she was like i've been trying to get them to end this thing for years <laughs> <laughs> and um i don't know i it's funny because like they always said you know, they would stop whenever Ellen was done, but obviously she keeps going. But then she also seems to like, she has a love-hate relationship with it, I think. Yeah, so I think so, too. I think part of her wants out, but the other part, like, can't say no, maybe. Like, she's had 18 years of just, you know, she's been set. Exactly, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think this whole Minnesota thing could maybe be a good segue to end the show. Like, if everything goes well and she cures Parkinson's, like, maybe she 
you know, moves on and, you know, it's just naturally the end. Um, but that's, would they be able to wrap it up, you know, with what's left? I'm assuming usually it's like 20 episode seasons ish. Yeah. It's got 15 more episodes. Cause they, could they wrap it up? I mean, I don't know if they could ever actually wrap it up. It's so much. That's the thing too. Like we said, with all the characters, a lot of storylines to wrap up. Like I would also want to know like what happens with Link and Amelia or with Amelia and Kai. Like, you know, like I would want to know all of these little wrap ups too. And that's my thing. I think it would take more than just one season. Like maybe this is the start of the decline, mm-hmm. but like the anxiety in me also wants them to make it to 20 just because 20 is like a good number, Even number, you know? Yeah. I would like them to end it kind of similar to like how to get away with murder where they do like a flash forward and then you get to see how everybody's like life kind of ended or at least part of it. Right. And I think even that would take like a full season almost. I think there's too many like open storylines right now that they have to wrap those up first before they can like wrap the whole show up. Right. Which I think, I do think this is going to be like the beginning of the end in a sense, you know, like I feel like this season they'll have a good amount of characters leave. Like they'll wrap up their storylines, like side characters and let them leave Mm -hmm. and not introduce new ones, you know, and they could take another season to wrap up a couple more. And then I think, I don't know. Whatever season's going to be the end of it, I think it's going to open with something big and dramatic, you know? Yeah, I think this will be, like, the last group of residents, and maybe it'll end with them finally becoming attendings. Yeah. But again, I think that it would, unless they do some kind of crazy time jumps, I think it'll take more than just this season to wrap it. I agree 100%. So Um, that's our prediction here at Headbingers Pod. This is not the last season of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I think they have to do at least one more. And then if they end on the number 19, I will just be livid, but that's okay. To be honest, I thought last season they were going to end it with all the people that came back with Lexi and Mark and Derek. And I thought, you know, that could have been a good way to end it potentially, but. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like whatever season's going to be the last season, it's going to be something big and dramatic like that, you know, where like uh, Meredith is on, although we don't need to see Meredith on her deathbed again, but like Meredith's on her deathbed, like. I want to see Meredith die and then, like, join all of them. Oh, my God. You like, want Meredith to just, die? No, just see them all together. Like, you know, when she's old. Not now. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, in the flash forward episode or whatever. Yeah, I want her to cure Parkinson's and then live a happy life. And then I want her to go peacefully into the afterlife and be with all of her friends and family. Yeah. I would love that. She lost a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So... That's a, yep, like you said, Headbinger's prediction. At least one more season. Hopefully yep, two. We're hoping to get to 20. We don't want to end on 19. It's such a weird number. It's a weird number. But uh, just a reminder, we're going to be dropping episodes every other Wednesday. So be sure to tune in and look out for those. That's right. Um, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. And you can follow us on social media at Pod. As always, thanks for listening and keep on binging.